Hey, welcome back. It's pushing midnight my side as I record this. And no, I'm not staying up late to celebrate the start of the lockdown, but um, I'm sure as most of us can attest, it's been quite a week. Um, can't even say it's been, you know, one of those weeks because none of us have really hustled to get everything ready for a 21-day sunshine fast before. So it's uh, it's certainly unique. Um, and to be honest, this is the only gap I've really had to finish prepping and recording this thing. Um, and I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm feeling pretty tired. I woke up this morning, performed my first wedding, which was really cool. Well done, Murray and Savannah. And also well done to Ollie and Dania for your wedding last night in a city weddings week. It's beautiful. Um, and so I did that this morning and then I drove seven hours to my parents-in-law's place where we're going to be for the lockdown. Um, my kids got a virus. Uh, no, not not uh, not that virus, but um, shame, he's sick nonetheless. And then there's obviously been a million other things, let alone the sort of low-lying stress of everything. Um, but in many ways, it's actually great that I'm feeling how I'm feeling, because that's exactly what we're going to chat about today. But um, before we start, I do want to just welcome anyone who might be joining us for the first time. Um, super stoked that you've hopped on, but I want to just encourage you to probably rather go back to the first episode. Um, otherwise, it might not be super helpful if you haven't tracked along with us so far. And then secondly, yesterday, I said I'd mention um, the Lectio 365 app. So that's L-E-C-T-I-O. 365. You can check that out. It's from Pete Hughes and the 24-7 prayer crew. And it's a super cool little daily devotional. It leads you through a simple liturgy each day of um, pray, P-R-A-Y, pause, reflect, ask, yield. And it's very, very cool. Paul Moore and our congregation leaders using it right now. And you can incorporate um, all our sort of silence and solitude learnings into that pause section uh, of the time. And uh, they're doing a great job as well of just praying through the global corona season too. So that's very cool. But onto today, I mentioned I'm feeling a little tired. But the truth is, often in life, a lot of us reach that burnt out life fatigue kind of state where we're just done. We're just totally tapped out. Um, and you don't actually feel like you have the energy, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, to do the things that you should or um, want to do. And Ruth Barton, in her book, she calls it dangerously tired. So it's not just the good tired, which we should all feel often because we're beings created to work, we're created to expend energy, but it's that dangerously tired um, state um, where we can't actually even attend to our own souls, our own relationship with God. Um, it starts maybe even a bit of a downward spiral where you don't take care of your body, you don't take care of your mind. Um, John Mark Homer, in his book, The, the Ruth's Elimination of Hurry, he tells quite a humorous story where he, he's basically in this burnt out stage of his life a few years ago. And one of his sort of telltale signs for him was that he'd rather just stay up late watching badly dubbed and subtitled Kung Fu movies whilst having a few beers. And um, he didn't even like Kung Fu movies at all, but it was the sort of rut that he got into because he was just so burnt out. Um, and you might know what I'm talking about. Um, and even if uh, you haven't experienced this, um, we might experience something similar in this lockdown phase. Um, or during the days that, that, that follow, um, whatever those might look like. Uh, Paul, who leads our congregation, as I mentioned earlier, he was saying the other day that this corona pandemic and all the sort of leadership and decision-making things that are going along with it remind him of his days when he was at UCT during Fismas Fall. And it's just that, that, that mentally, emotionally taxing state. And I remember students repeatedly saying one thing to me at the time, they just all repeated this phrase often, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. 
So let's go to, to 1 Kings 19, 1 to 8, our, our story of Elijah. And we're just going to observe a few things from the story as it pertains to life in general, but also our times of silence and solitude. So let's read. Right at the beginning of the story here. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Big threat. Then he was afraid and he arose and he ran for his life. And he came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life. I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and he slept under a broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was at his head a cake uh, baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and he drank and he lay down again. And then the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat for the journey is too great for you. And he arose, and he ate, and he drank, and then he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, to be honest, many of us have probably actually forgotten that we're actually tired. You know, we've masked over it with uh, work, with overactivity. Uh, we've stopped being able to enjoy the simple pleasures, okay? Having those Kairos moments that we spoke about yesterday or two days ago. And often it can seem heroic, especially if your motivation is the gospel. Uh, you know, we can serve God so much without even seeing him or savoring him at all. And then all of this can lead to sort of the compulsive behaviors like we mentioned earlier. And we can almost become addicted to it because, you know, like we said yesterday, we might not want to just stop and deal with whatever the real problem is underneath. And when Elijah runs to God here in the wilderness at the beginning of the story, he sits down. He rants to God. He basically acknowledges that he's done. He's, he's finished. And then he claps out and he falls asleep. Now, sometimes this is going to be us. Let's be honest. Okay, we come to God and we want to talk to him. We want to even have maybe some silence and solitude in his presence. Um, or at least we know that we should. Uh, but because we're just so tired, we can't concentrate. We can't stay awake. Um, the whole thing just starts to feel like this massive chore. Um, and I'm sure we all know what this is like uh, at some at some point. And God here, he doesn't he doesn't slap Elijah around and doesn't say, hey, concentrate. We need to talk now. He doesn't try anything because he knows this is not actually the time for that. It's not what Elijah needs right now. It's not what Elijah can handle right now. And um, Elijah falls asleep and God literally gets an angel to wake him up a bit later, makes him eat, makes him drink. And then he goes back to sleep. And then a little while later, again, he wakes him up again, makes him eat, makes him drink more. And God knew exactly what Elijah needed right then. And Elijah himself acknowledged this. He just gave into it. Okay, He submitted himself, exhausted to the presence of God right where he was. He didn't try to pretend at all. And now we might think sometimes that we're being heroic um, or we might be quite hard on ourselves. We can judge ourselves when we're fighting to stay awake or fighting distraction when we're we're trying to be with God. And Ruth Barton, uh, in her book, she says um, a helpful thing. She says, look, silence and solitude time, it's not for judging. So it's not for judging yourself, but it is for noticing. It's not for judging, but it is for noticing. And when we're exhausted, we can't think straight. We can't concentrate. We want to sleep. We're not keen to be here. Um, 
Acknowledge it. That's the big idea. Acknowledge it. Truth sets us free. So be real with yourself before God. Matt Chandler um, leads a church in Texas. He has a great quote. He says, no one has lied to you more than you have. I love it. No one's lied to you more than you have. We deceive ourselves all the time. We don't acknowledge what's going on all the time. And so much like naming our fears um, or the resistance that we have to silence and solitude that we spoke about yesterday, um, name your life fatigue, okay? Name your tiredness or the fact that you're actually maybe burning out. And maybe for all of us right now, um, this weekend or in the next few days, let's actually figure out where we are on that spectrum, okay? You might be on the one end fully energized, refreshed, uh, maybe you're a little more on the, the sort of good tired side. Maybe you're moving along into the drifting towards the fatigue phase. Or maybe you're full on, okay, in the red zone. You're burning out, dangerously tired, as Ruth Barton calls it. Um, take some time in your silence and solitude with God present um, just to figure this out. And your simple prayer then can be uh, to just tell God, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what's actually true of me right now. And then sit in his presence. Okay, remember that he's compassionate towards us in, in these times. Okay, just like he was compassionate with Elijah here in the story. He loves us. Maybe what we can do is just hear Jesus' words to us from Matthew 11. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. Okay, let's remember that great rest is available, and we're going to talk about all that when we come back next week, looking at body rest and mind rest and soul rest and heart rest, all that kind of stuff. But I think let's just go to God um, wherever we're at and be honest about that. And then honestly, if needs be, if you're in that space, sleep, sleep hard. Okay, Jesus slept. He properly clapped out several times in the Gospels, even in life-threatening situations like being in a tiny little boat in a massive storm. Jesus just acknowledged the fact that he was done and then he hit the sack. Um, and so if God incarnate needed to sleep, uh, I think it's quite obvious that we do too. And I'm saying this to myself, because um, sometimes the most godly spiritual thing we really can do is just sleep. So Father, please, won't you help all of us, uh, wherever we're at, to come to you to acknowledge the truth of our situation, our, our personal situation, um, from the full of energy people to the, the physically, mentally, emotionally fatigued people. God, help us to be real with you. Help us to bring ourselves to you. Help us know your, in those times, your, your kindness, your compassionate heart towards us. Um, help us to find rest in you. And for some of us, God, help us to just get great sleep this weekend. Help us to prioritize it. Help us to know and acknowledge our limits, that we're not you. We're not sovereign. So help us yield to our, our true needs. And Father, be with us all in these first few days of the lockdown. God, give us great compassion um, and hearts to consider and pray for all of those two who just might be really struggling in this time for a multitude of reasons. Father, please work in our nation. Amen.